Looking back over the past several weeks since this global crisis began, it has amazed me to reflect on how my life really has not gone at all the way in the way that I envisioned it. And what's really beautiful about this is that I'm actually celebrating it in a lot of ways. Although it, you know, nothing went according to plan. And when I say when I say this, and not really to get into the specifics because the specifics really don't matter at all. It's just really the story of what happened. It's not absolute reality. It's not really the truth, the the absolute truth of the situation. But because it all was happening in my mind. But it's so interesting how I found myself uh, at the time that you know everything really was changing. And as it felt like the world was going into lockdown, so to speak. And at the time, I faced the prospect and have lived through having to shut the doors on a business that had, had uh, really was showing promise. And I don't know if it will make it or not. I don't know if it will survive or not. And that's not really the point of what I'm talking about. But what's so interesting is, is that I really took some time when the doors got shut to really try to envision living a different life. And there were a lot of positive things about it. And albeit that was all, you know, life always being a mixed bag of some sort that I was finding myself, you know, dealing with financial uncertainty, but at the same time feeling really great about some opportunities to live my life in a different way at a different pace and to be able to do my spiritual work and take care of myself in a different way. But I was also faced with figuring out how to make a living all at the same time. So I began to think that I had some clarity. And there again, that's, you know, the the key word here is that I thought that I had some clarity. And so I started down my path of trying to live more simply and to spend more time really doing the work on myself that I had not had time to do and was basically preparing myself to alter my life in a way that would suit this uh, living, you know, in a, uh, in a in a financially tighter situation uh, and also with a situation that was completely uncertain from day to day and week to week and month to month. And I started going along that path and thought that that's really the way my life was going to be. And I began to find myself feeling really good about it, the, the pace at which I was going was really working for me and I was feeling much more at peace and feeling much more, you know, much more calm and centered and more connected with friends and acquaintances and family. And that's really what I saw for myself. I mean, I really, and and I, and I feel like it's important from a mindfulness standpoint to speak about the fact that that's really what I thought my life was going to be about. And again, I was thinking that is, you know, I was believing to a certain degree. Now, I will say this, that even though I was thinking these things and believing these things, I knew very well, and I was very aware of the fact that I really couldn't know what the future was going to bring and that everything could change at a moment's notice. But it's almost as if after practicing mindfulness, and this is something that's available to all of us, I could be more aware of the fact that these were thoughts and that I didn't have to take them seriously. And that's really what ended up happening is that I began to really 
when I say believe that things were going to change this way, it's just it's almost as if I'm using the word believe in a very light way. I was not just completely clinging to this model. I knew better than that. I would learned that the hard way many, many years ago. But what's interesting is, is that, you know, I didn't really have a lot of reason to believe that things were going to change in my work life due to the fact that the economy uh, was doing what it was doing. And obviously with all of the things happening with the economy, with businesses being affected and layoffs and job losses, I certainly, you know, had made my peace with the fact that things were going to be different economically. And all of a sudden one day I was going down this path and thinking that this is the way things were going to be. And I was doing it happily, even though things were difficult. I mean, even though I was, I was worried. My guru taught me a long time ago that part of being human as we continue to awaken is that it's basically, we feel both happy and sad, both scared and, you know, scared as well as anxious, as well as at peace, feeling encouraged, feeling discouraged all these things happen at the same time. And the more that I've practiced being more aware of how my mind is reacting to what's happening in my body, I can see the truth of that. And so I knew that even though I was feeling really good about where I was headed, I also knew that it was really uncertain and that anything was possible. Anything could change. Things could have gotten worse. Things could have gotten better. I really wasn't that wrapped up in it. I was just living life. And so I have found myself in a situation where things have changed in a way that I could have never imagined. I had new opportunities to do very different work that has challenged me to the core. Uh, It has not really necessarily changed my uh, uh, economic security at all or very much, but it is something that I found myself resisting it because I didn't want, I did not want to give up the opportunity to pay more attention to my spiritual life. I, even though I wasn't holding that model very tightly, I still really had an idea of the fact that I wanted to really embrace this new paradigm that so many people are finding themselves living in. And everything really did change. I found myself really, for a while, uh, I've, I became aware of the fact that I really was stressed. I, you know, I, I took this opportunity that came and found me. I wasn't seeking it. And I was very aware of the fact that there was some reason that I was supposed to undertake this work uh, that's very different from what I've done in the past. And uh, I just gave myself over to it. But what I found was is that it, it pushed all kinds of buttons. It gave me all kinds of opportunities to learn more about myself. It gave me opportunities to really do more deep spiritual work and, and to really practice mindfulness in a different way, moment to moment, day to day. And to be to do it while I'm on, you know, basically what I always talk about, mind being mindful on my feet right in the middle of life while it's happening in the full catastrophe as it's all going on. And realizing that while it does feel like a full catastrophe at, at times, there's also incredible joy and bliss and peace and send a feeling of satisfaction and a feeling of actually growing through these challenges and being pushed to my, you know, challenged to my core and not taking it all that seriously. And there were times when I found myself, you know, almost emotionally shutting down and having struggles with my feelings about people that I was working for and with. And I woke up, you know, after kind of going headlong into this for a week or so, where I really was finding myself shutting down emotionally to the point that 
it did get at times where I really wasn't able to be mindful about it. I wasn't able to be aware. I was so wrapped up because it was a new challenge. It was, I was being, my buttons were being pushed in a new way. Different buttons were being pushed. And it was revealing things about inner work that I need to do that I had not really been aware of. And it was very overwhelming. And the only thing that brought me back and allowed me to be able to get any perspective at all about the big picture of this is mindfulness practice. I had to, in the middle of being completely challenged, being completely, you know, being rocked to my core emotionally, uh, confronting a lot of feelings of inadequacy and, and not sure if I could really do this work, not really sure if I could keep up. And was able to finally get a hold of myself, so to speak, and to come back to center. In other words, that's really in mindfulness practice, that's what's so important, is that we're practicing being more aware of what our mind is doing, because if we're not aware of what our minds are doing, then we're believing everything we're thinking about what we're feeling, and our thinking is generally going to be out of control, and in a lot of cases, it's going to be self-destructive, and when I say self-destructive, I don't mean that we're going to harm ourselves outwardly. But what I do find, though, is that we could possibly harm ourselves inwardly by negatively reinforcing self-talk, by really thinking less of ourselves, not believing that we're capable, not feeling empowered. And I know that at the end of the day, hurting myself inwardly is can be just as detrimental and all, with all the medical research that is coming out about stress and the effects on the body and the effects on the mind and what that does to people. Uh, and how it does shorten our lives in a lot of ways. And it does make the lives that we're leading, if they are shorter, they can potentially be much more miserable and we can have a higher likelihood of having more health issues as a result of chronic stress. And I found that the biggest, the most important thing that fuels chronic stress for me is my thinking. And if I'm not aware of what I'm thinking and I'm not aware of how I'm thinking, then I really am, I have no control over this whatsoever. Because really, at the end of the day, it's thinking is really the most important uh, and it's really the most impactful way that I process anything as a human being is what's happening between my ears, so to speak. And if I can utilize this practice in the way that it was designed to be aware of what I'm thinking, not to try to not think it, not to try to control my thinking, but really as a way to take care of myself. That's really, I'm just kind of realizing that in the moment that that's really the point of mindfulness practice is that it's a way of caring for ourselves because it pays attention to, it develops, it cultivates an awareness of the one thing that really makes a difference in the quality of our lives and probably impacts that, that, that quality of life more than anything else. Uh, I realize there's obviously some very important uh, uh, unconscious physical processes that uh, really make a difference in our lives. But in terms of the conscious and in some cases subconscious areas of our lives, thinking and, and the way our minds process this incoming stimuli, uh, it really does make the determination about what our quality of life is going to be and how much or how little of it we're going to have. And so I know now that that I don't really need to believe that my life isn't going in any particular direction because the more that I get caught up in and while I am admitting the fact that I did get, you know, I didn't really get completely caught up in it, 
but I was caught up in it more than was really healthy and beneficial for me. And I know that is part of why I struggled because I was having thoughts as I found myself busier than I had ever been and more stressed than I had ever been and feeling more exhausted and more frustrated than I usually do. It was very easy for me to believe and I found myself believing these things and I only was able to catch myself in the act of believing these things because I practiced doing that by paying attention to my mind through mindfulness practice that I became aware of the fact that a lot of my self-defeating thoughts were focused and centered around the fact that this is not the, you know, I was almost like, this is the talk. This is what it was sounding like in my head. You know, this is not the life I signed up for. This is not where I thought I was going. You know, why is this happening to me? And so the tendency to become, to feel like a victim, to develop that whole perspective of being this hapless victim who is having to deal with something that isn't fair, you know, I really started to take that seriously. And when I started doing that, the suffering began as and, and, and really it intensified the suffering that I was already dealing with about not being sure if I could do this work, not being sure that I could keep up, uh, not liking the way it was pushing a lot of my emotional buttons. And so the only reason that I talk about all this is that I think right now it feels like to me that we are facing a somewhat uncertain world. And I'm not saying that in a negative way, but I think that a lot of people that I have talked to are finding their lives changing in ways that they never thought that they would. And that's probably the reason that the word thought is in that sentence is because of the fact that we as humans, it's so natural and normal for us to think about how we think our lives are, you know, what direction are our lives going? How do we see ourselves moving forward? And we think about it and then we believe it. And the only reason that I'm really driving this point home is because I know this is the most definite way that I can create suffering for myself. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with believing our lives are going a certain way or in a certain direction, or I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with having a vision for how our lives are and having goals to work towards. But what I do find for myself is while there's nothing wrong with those things, that if I get so caught up in believing that reality, whatever it is, has to conform. And I think that's really where the line is. In other words, I, you know, and I caught myself the past couple of weeks really struggling with being caught up in drawing that line between the way things are and the way I thought things were going to be. And then all of my thinking about it when I found myself, you know, feeling negative feelings in my body. And then that connection with my mind reinforcing that, the, the chronic stress, the what they refer to as contraction, where I become emotionally contracted. I become less open to people and less open to situations as they are in the moment because I'm so busy protecting myself. You know, from a, from a neuromuscular standpoint, I'm tightened up. I am defending myself. And these things are very subtle. It's, you know, someone may not, someone may be able to tell if they're trained to do this, maybe not. But regardless of that, the important thing is I want to be able to tell. I want to be able to know if I am walking through life completely guarded and contracted physically and emotionally, because that's also part of chronic stress. And so I've thought a lot about the, that this week in terms of coping. And I made it very, very difficult for myself to cope because I already had a vision of how I thought reality was going to be. And when things didn't bear themselves out that way, 
I found myself really struggling in a lot of ways. And the, 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 what fueled the struggle, where the struggle really happened, was in my mind. And so I do have the ability to choose to a certain degree whether I'm going to take what's happening in my mind seriously or not, whether I'm going to believe it or not. And having that ability to be able to do that through mindfulness practice ultimately allows me to cope more effectively. And so that is part of what I refer to as mindful coping is that I really, if I'm going to cope with what's going on in my life, I have to be mindful. I have to cope mindfully. In other words, I have to be able to deal with what's going on in my life and I have to be aware of how I'm processing what's going on in my life. And I know that just trying to force myself to cope, just brute forcing that, never ever worked for me. The only way I've ever been able to cope in a healthy way, in a way that, that I can be better for my for myself, or not be better, but be the best me I can be for myself and for other people, is to cope mindfully. And that is that it all really happens in between my ears, so to speak, and I want to pay attention to that. And the only way I can is to practice paying attention to it and not believing it, not reacting to it, and not believing that what's happening there is reality because I've I practice long enough to know to know better and sometimes I'm going to forget but really mindful mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice is all about remembering these things and that there that is that what I think is not reality and to remember that there is relative truth which is based on where my thinking is based on and absolute truth and to remember that And it makes it much easier for me to cope and do the best work I can do and be the best human being I can be for myself and for everyone else that I'm of service to.